live from Bay Number 2 at the Volunteer Fire Department in beautiful downtown Mineral Springs, North Carolina. It's the 5th Annual Squirrely Awards. For the next hour, special guests from all over the world present the awards for the best games of 2019 as determined by rolling dice and taking names. As if that means anything. So grab a RC and a moon pie, take a seat, and let me introduce you to the hosts of tonight's show, Tony and Marty. Thank you, Vanessa, and welcome everybody to our fifth annual Squirrely Awards. This is the show where we give out our top awards to the top games from the previous year. We're going to be looking at year 2019. As always, I'm Marty. And I'm Tony. And Marty, I don't know if anybody cares to come. If it wasn't, well, well, let's see. We got rid of the open bar, so I don't know why people are here. The brown carpet's getting stained after five years. Yeah, and you can tell that people are kind of getting used to us because they don't dress up like they used to. I mean, even I've got my PJ pants on. People used to, like, dress to the nines, and they used to tell us who they're wearing when they come in and now it's just like you know i'm wearing walmart tarjay that's as foreign as we get <laughs> but i am glad that so many people uh came out here tonight for this we have a lot of friends coming in here from all over the world to present and get their rewards and everything. However, uh, I know that uh, we're, we're running a little bit uh, over budget, Tony. Uh, we we kind of spent a little too much uh, last year. We, uh, we typically like to treat all those that come in here with a little gift bag with the moon pie and stuff. And last year, we actually had an open bar for people. But we had to cut our budget because some people just took a little bit too much advantage of the open bar. And I'm looking at you, Stephen Bonacore and Christina Rouse. You two caused this, just to let you know. But Marty, can you really blame them? I mean, look who is sitting between them. Rob, wouldn't you want to get liquored up? Yeah, I agree. Rob could be one of those people that calls you to drink. Well, he, you got to numb the senses, especially the hearing, because other than that, <laughs> you're not, it's going to be deafening. Tony, I got to say, we got a lot of great guests in here. Like I say, people coming from all over me. Look, here's Ella. She flew in all the way from Australia and boy, are her arms tired. Look, I told you people, we had to cut back. We usually get writers for this thing, but Tony and I are just having to look up jokes on the internet and then. All we could find is 50s material. But I will say this, Marty, having driven up I-85, we've got the Tantrum House in the show with us tonight. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. These people bring some class. They make this presentation upscale. However, we can't pick on them. That's the problem. I mean, if it was Rodney, we would have a litany of jokes. But they're here, and we've got our eyes on you guys. You're going to mess up. However, not everybody can make it tonight, Tony, as I see that you, um, oh, I see you invited the reigning uh, champion of the Gen Con Strike Tournament, BJ, and he's presenting from, where's that, Rome? That's right. Three-peat, baby. He's bringing it all the way from Rome. I don't know how he got there, Marty. They got He must make some good money down in Louisiana. I would be talking trash, but after my side losing three years straight, uh, my confidence is pretty low right now. You know, I said Tantrum House brought class, but look over there, Marty. Susan and Mandy have returned. You'd think they'd learned their lesson from last year, but no. <laughs> the Dice Tower is here, and they are representing. Thank you, ladies, for showing up. My heavens, Suzanne made her debut on our show back in 2014. Oh, that's six years ago. 
You would think someone would learn their lesson after six years, Marty. Thing is, though, it's not something she's necessarily proud of, but we have become part of her inspirational story. I mean, I hear her say things like, there were lots of dark times in my past, but none more than I was on RDTN. It just reminds me of how far I've come. And if I can recover from that experience, then you too can have hope and you'll do the same. I mean, we, we've become an inspirational thing for people, Tony. Oh, and would you look, hey, now, is that Jamie from the Secret Cabal Gaming Podcast in the crowd? It is, and he's been here every year, but... Why is it that the rest of the Secret Cabal crowd never comes with him? I don't know, but it's, but he is here bringing the Cabalists with him. Oh, wait a minute. He just texted me as you were saying. Um, He says he just keeps drawing the short straw. I guess somebody has to. Somebody has to come down and represent from them. I'm fine with that. Now, there's our good buddies, our brothers from another mother, Dan and Chris. You guys know them. They are come on the show every year, Marty, and represent our one of our favorite non-gaming podcasts. Now, many people could say all of our podcasts are not gaming. <laughs> That's right. What, what makes that one particular episode any different than any other? Exactly. And, uh, I can't argue with that. They are on that screaming, streaming, and steaming. Hey, I got it right without reading the notes, Marty. Nope, you still said it wrong. That's that movie preview that we get to spend two and a half to three hours talking about movies. Why don't we do a movie sh award show? Well, number one, I've already told you we've got hardly a budget to even do this, and we know way less about movies than we do about board games, which isn't much to start out with. Well, clearly with Dan and Chris, as long as the choices are spelled out for them and the winner is in the envelope, they can't mess it up, Marty. They, they just can't, unlike they do when we do the movie draft in our show, because Ooh. sometimes there's an Epic failure. <clears throat> Transformers. Hey, look, over there, it's Jeremy and David from Man vs. Maple. Yep, it is. All right, moving on. Oh, and if I'm looking at our guest list, or I'm sorry, our presenter list, you've got somebody on here who's never been here before. A, a young lady who's local, Paula Deming? Uh, that's right. Lives currently out in Hollywood, California. A local prodigy coming back to present, but I, I don't see her yet. Hmm. I wonder what happened. I mean, she her flight got in a while ago. I think so. Well, hopefully she'll show up before her award comes up. All right. That's enough about our incredible guests. You'll be hearing from them again when they take the stage to present some incredible wooden acorn that is finally being made by The Broken Token. That's thebrokentoken.com. Marty, let's get to the awards. All right, here we go. First up to the stage for Let's Get This Party Started Award, Dan King, the Game Boy Geek. Hello, my friends. It's the Game Boy Geek here, and it's a privilege and honor to be presenting at my favorite award show in board gaming, The Squirrelies, again this year. Now this year, I'm going to be presenting the Let's Get This Party Started category. Oh my gosh, what is happening? This party started, right? Tony is dancing. This party oh my gosh, Marty is too. Oh my gosh. Wow, you guys don't want to see this. It looks like they've been electrocuted. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, cut the music! 
Wow, that just happened. I think I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Oh my goodness gracious. I don't know what that was or what they call that, but please don't ever, 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 ever do that again. Now back to the awards. Now let's get this party started. The first nominee is Blockbuster by Big Potato Games. The next one is Medium by Greater Than Games. And the last nominee is Letter Jam by Checks Game Edition, known as CGE. The envelope, please. And the squirrely goes to... Blockbuster! Marty, I don't know what Dan King was talking about. I was doing the sprinkler. You know, for my dance move. I don't know why he didn't recognize that. I'm sure that's in his repertoire, eh? I was trying to do the running man, and it just was like, you know, a old man. Oh, you were doing the walker. Is that what that was? Yeah, the I was walker. Doing the walker. That's right. <laughs> Marty, we're getting the party started. These are some of our favorite party games. So tell me a little bit. Why did this one win? Hands down, it's been the party game that we played the most this year. And it's one of those that's so easy to get into. It doesn't matter if you're into hobby games or not. If you know movies, then you can sit down and play this game. It's like monikers and time's up, Tony, except for movies. And so it's really easy to get into. And it's one of those things that you don't have to know every single movie as long as you can give the the clues and everything. And, and the presentation is just so cool. I mean, the game comes in a VHS plastic case. It's just so thematic and so well done. It's It's been a hit. And it's currently right now on Target, Tony. So if you're interested in checking out Blockbuster Game, you can go to your local Target and get it for like 20 bucks. Now, next up on the stage, we've got Man vs. Meeple. As they present, it's in the cards. Thanks, guys, and thanks again for asking us to be a part of the Squirrelies this year. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of different gaming award shows, but the Squirrelies cuts through all the noise with a laser focus on nothing but the very best in gaming. So with that, here are the nominees for Best Push Lawn Lawnmower Non-Mulching. Actually, actually, Marty called last night and said they were canceling that category. Oh, that's too bad. So what are we announcing then? Best Card Game. Oh, that makes slightly more sense for a gaming podcast. All right, so let me look here. Ah, here they are. The nominees for best card games are Marvel Champions from FFG, Sorcerer from White Wizard, and Silver from Bezier Games. And this year, the squirrely goes to... Marvel Champions. Thanks again, Marty and Tony, and back to you. There were a lot of solid card games this year. There really were. But again, it's one of those that what have I played the most? And by far, it's been Marvel Champions LCG from Fantasy Flight. This game didn't even come out to like the fall, Tony. And I play about once or twice a week with, with guys from work. I'm still buying the expansions. It's just one of those things that's going to have a long life for me. This is like our Lord of the Rings LCG. Or our Eldritch Hara. You've got me bought into this Marvel Champions thing. I've got to get some more expansions. I mean, you even send me a note. Hey, guess what? The Marvel Champions mats are out. Why don't you go drop $16 on that? I am such a sucker for these living card games with you. And we got that, Matt, and some expansions from our sponsor over at miniaturemarket.com. There you go. Now, I will want to speak a little bit about silver. 
It was it was it was neck and neck here on these two. Silver came out by Bezier Games. That game took me by storm, Marty, because because it builds on a game I used to play with my daughter all the time. Marvel Champions pulled out the win. I'll give them that. But I I, I want to sh- give a little shout out to Silver for those who haven't had a chance to play it. I hope they get those other packets released. But I I know you and I enjoyed playing it. It helped us with our memory. Silver is an amazing game. I absolutely love that game. I was really torn on this one uh, because as they came out with new expansions. There's Amulet, there's Bullet, and they have some more coming out. So it's one of those games that I've taught several times to uh, friends and family, and they all just really enjoy it and get into it. One of the biggest proponents of Roland Rights has been Suzanne Sheldon. So it was a no-brainer to give her and Mandy the Need a Number 2 Pencil Award to present. Hello, honored guests. It's wonderful to be back presenting a Squirrely Award, which has easily become one of the most revered awards in board gaming. Absolutely. But Suze, before we present the award, I wanted to ask you if you've played this amazing new roll and write game I tried. It's called... Wait, 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 wait. Let me write this down. Uh, um, hey, shoot, do you have a pen? Well, we are here to present the Need a Number Two Pencil Award, so... So, the nominees for the Need a Number Two Pencil Squirrely Award are Imperial Settlers Roland Wright, Dizzle, and Cartographers. And the winner is... Dizzle! Huzzah! Congrats, Dizzle. Congrats. What a great game. Definitely a wonderful winner. But Aunt Mandy, seriously, do you have a pencil? I, I want to write that new game down. Now coming to the stage to accept the award from Stronghold Games, Stephen Bonacore. Hey, Marty and the other guy. Wait, what's your name again? Oh, yeah, yeah, Tony, Tony, Tony. How are you guys doing? Thank you so, so much for giving Stronghold Games the award for Dizzle, which was our sixth roll and write last year after that's pretty clever twice as clever bricks encore second chance well that's a flipping right but close enough and then dizzle and there's more to come watch for ripple rush in april yes i'm plugging aren't i always plugging but thank you really very much for this dizzle is really a great great roll and write and you can play it with anybody it's so so approachable and so wonderful uh, I appreciate you guys checking it out and telling everybody about it. Thank you again. You are my two favorite hillbillies that I, I have in my life. Thank you, Stephen, for accepting this award. Now, get off the stage. Yeah, that's funny. That joke, the other guy. Yeah, it can keep on going. Let it live long life. I think I see an award coming up that maybe has lived a long life for you too, right, Marty? Yeah, Stephen, there'll be payback a little bit later on in the show. And by the way, you're coming from New York City, right? You don't know a lot about the rural life, but uh, we are not hillbillies, Stephen. In fact, you would insult the hillbillies, as hillbillies are people who live in Appalachian Mountains, and we're nowhere near there. So if you're going to insult us, Stephen, at least get it right. Redneck, okay, yes. Hillbilly, incorrect. See, he's done frazzling me, Tony. I can't even talk. What, what game one again? Well, oh, yeah, it was Dizzle, right? It was Dizzle, and that, it, it, that this was another tough competition. I mean, Imperial Settlers rolling right, Dizzle, uh, Corinth, uh, Cartographer. I mean, my heavens, all these were 
top-notch games in that roll and write category, raw, uh, draw and write category. But Dizzle, for me, topped them off because that is one game that we just keep pulling out. We love the mechanics that are in there with the drafting of the dice and the risk that you take. Dizzle is actually Donna's top game of the year, if she was able to have a top game of the year. But she doesn't have a top game of the year. I do. So what, do we need a new category for next year? Uh, top game of the spouses? Well, yeah. I mean, we could do that. I don't know what Vanessa would be selecting this year. Maybe it's something on down the list. Uh, it's hard telling. If hers will have dice in it regardless. Uh, I'm good with that. Oh, for 100% it will. So next up, I thought it was Joel Eddie from Drive Through Review. But once again... He sends these weird-looking characters. Marty, what is that? I, I have no idea. I keep inviting Joel to come here and do these things, and he sends these monstrosities here to do the presenting for him. So I guess let, let him do it one more time. Four, are you going to paint those? Good evening, citizens. I have been summoned by the Emperor himself to present the award for... Are you going to paint those? The nominees are Warcry, Marvel Crisis Protocol, and Unmatched. The winner is... Tony, I know you don't have a lot of time to get to miniature games, so this this category will kind of rested on me. Well, I've, Marty, before you go into, I think I proxied my vote over to the Canal Boys. Is what I did. <laughs> That's right, because uh, my sons and I are really, really, really into Warcry. That's one of those games that, if you wanted to get into miniature games, this is the one I would actually recommend. In the past, I'd say Warhammer Underworlds, but. Actually, that's more of like a card game using miniatures. This is a 100% miniatures game using tape measures and everything, but the rules are so simple and straightforward. It's a low model count. It only takes about 45 minutes to play. It, it is such a solid game, such a great game for beginners. So I, once again, I'll say it again. I've recommended it before. If you wanted to get to miniatures games, take a look at Warcry from Games Workshop because it gives you a great taste of what miniature gaming is all about. Now, Tony. Now, Marty. This past year, you and I have gotten into playing a lot of board games on the Switch. Now, there have been board games in the past that come out on iPhones and Androids and Steam, but since you are you and I are into playing the Switch, it's really cool to see a lot of these games ported over to the Switch. So we have a brand new award this year presented to the best board game on the Nintendo Switch, and coming to the stage to present that is Matt from Board Game Replay, and the award is No Quarter Required. Hey everybody. Matt Evans here, very happy and honored to be back again to present another award. Thank you so much to Marty and Tony for having me along. Tonight it'll be my pleasure to announce the best Nintendo Switch board game. Now I gotta say, I'm a big, big fan of the Switch. It's got a huge catalog of great video games, and of course, it's so versatile that you can just play it anywhere. It's awesome. And when it comes to board games on the Switch, it's become my favorite place to play digital board games, no question. It's just the perfect format for them. All right, so without further ado, I'd like to announce the nominees for the best Switch board game. And they are Catan, Istanbul, and Raiders of the North Sea. And the winner of the best Switch board game is Raiders of the North Sea. 
congratulations to everyone at Direwolf Digital for such a terrific board game adaptation. And with that, sorry, uh, yep, all right, it's my turn. I gotta run. Hey, have a good night, guys. Thanks again. Marty, for me, this was kind of a no surprise. We enjoy Raiders of the North Sea board game. Yes. But to take it to the Switch and make it as pretty, beautiful as they did and actually make it seem like a video game and not just some board game ported on, they did an outstanding job. That put them leaps and bounds above the rest. And to have that campaign mode, oh, what a great implementation of this board game. I 100% agree. Like you said, I think what sold me on this is you feel like you're playing a video game and not a board game. The way the UIs lay it out, the graphics and everything, it feels very much like you're playing almost like a tactical video game, but it's it's based on the original board game. And like you said, we were in love with the original board game. So it was, it was just how well it was going to translate and it went well beyond my expectations. I really hope to see a lot more publishers release their games on the Switch. It's a fantastic platform to play on. It's portable. You can play on the TV. You can play. And this, this game too, Tony, offered asynchronous play so I could take my turn and you could log on and take your turn. So well done. Yes, it is. And I love it on the big screen because I can easily read the cards without having to put the readers on. <laughs> now watch out. I think she is retired from her roller rink appearances. Her derby appearances? Yes, her derby appearances. So Christina may body check us as we try to leave the stage. <laughs> Rob is right behind her. So let's get off the stage for Blue Peg and Pink Peg in the Pass the Advil Award. This is Christina. And uh, I'm Rob. And we are Blue Peg. Hello. What? Oh, uh, Pink Peg. We're, we're Blue Peg, Pink Peg. What are you doing? I'm trying to take my turn. Yeah, but you've been trying to take your turn for the last 30 minutes. Look, there's a lot of options here that all need to be individually evaluated. But we're supposed to be presenting the Pass the Advil Award. What does that even mean? It's for the best Euro game. Of course it is. Well, you know what? I've got a lot on my plate right now, and I don't know that I have time for this. Like, for example, what are all these brown cubes for? That's your wood. What about these white cubes? That's your money. Well, okay, if that's my money, what are the gold cubes for? Those are obviously your workers. None of this makes any sense whatsoever. Well, am I just going to do this by myself? No, I'll help. And the winner no, wait, is wait, 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 what? Wait. We have to talk about the nominees first. Look, I, I'm just too distracted. I can't, I can't do this right now. All right, fine. I'll do it on my own. Fine. The nominees for Pass the Advil are City of the Big Shoulders. There's a rondelle that I can only go counterclockwise on every three turns. Pax Pamir Second Edition. Why do I have to feed my workers every turn? Why are they so hungry? And don't I pay them? Can't they just feed themselves? And Pret a Porter. What is the theme here? I don't feel like I'm trading with anybody. And the winner goes to... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, oh, do you want to do it? Uh, what? No, no. When do we fight? There's no There's no combat. Then what is this sword for? That's the first player marker. I don't even get to stab you with it? No, but if you have it at the end of the game, it's worth two more points. This is dumb. This is all dumb. The winner goes to... City of the Big Shoulders. My brain hurts! 
Congratulations from Blue Peg, Pink Peg. Oh, my God, the agony. Tony, this was another tough decision for us because we got to play some really, really good Euro games this year, and all three of these were fantastic. Predaporta was a great reprint of a heavy Euro from Ignacy that we never had a chance to play. It looks great. It plays great. PAX Premier 2nd Edition, another one of those games that we had missed first time around and got to play it, and it's so thinky and everything. But the one that put us over the top for us was one we weren't even looking for, Tony. You and I went to Gen Con and went to check out this game, City of the Big Shoulders. And we both love our stock games and we love worker placement games. And this is a nice merging of the two that just makes this game so sweet. And one other thing that put this game over the rest of them, because the other ones are great games as well, is the history behind it. The companies, mm. the research. You actually learn something in this game. Heaven forbid you do that. I mean, yes, the mechanics you've seen on every every Euro worker placement type stock game that's out there. But as Rob was saying in his monologue, as he was grabbing his head in anguish and in pain, it's one of those games that you've really got to think through. You've got to put your brain through the paces so that you can compete with the others. Because if you don't, you are not catching up. And City of the Big Shoulders, I'm excited to see what might be coming out. Uh, is there going to be another expansion? Can't wait to get this one on the table. And for our next award, Go Do My Bidding, which is our favorite worker placement game. And now another duo of longtime presenters from Board Game Blitz. And being Crystal. Well, I've been working in a coal mine, going down, down. Working in a coal mine, all I can slip down. Working in a coal mine, going Wow, thank you so much for inviting us back to the Squirrely Awards for the fourth year in a row. We are so honored to be here once again at the Squirrelies. It really, it's it's one of the most prestigious awards in board gaming. And we are so happy to be here and to present the Go Do My Bidding Award. Sweet bidding. All right. First up for auction is this Moon Pie in mint condition. Starting bid of $5. Do I hear no, $5? Uh, okay. Ambie, it's it's not it's not a bidding game. It's the go do my bidding award. It's you know worker placement games where you're sending people off to go do your bidding. That's, oh, that's... oh, okay, okay. Well, even better, Marty, go get me a moon pie. Okay. Yep. Um. So while Marty is getting your moon pie, uh, let's announce the nominees for the go do my bidding award, which are Dark Domains, Paladins of the West Kingdom. And Taverns of Tiefenthal. I have to admit, this is a this is a tough category. Okay, um, I've got my moon pie now. Uh, so the winner is Dark Domains. Congratulations to Dark Domains on your win, and thanks again to Marty and Tony for having us back. We would love to have you join us over on Board Game Blitz at some point, but we don't really have guests so you know what just uh, come come bust in sometime when we're recording and we'd love to see you marty i can understand where the southern drawl can sometimes confuse people but i don't think go do my bidding should be confused with anything where you want them to go out and do an auction i mean i, I was kind of curious to see since we didn't give out any moon piles i was very curious to see what would have happened if 
Ambi had pulled off that auction for the moon pie. She might have gotten a quarter. I don't know. I don't think it would go to her new kids' college fund. And congrats, Ambi. Those look at those cute little kitties in the front. Tony, Tony. Oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah. Oh, back to the award show. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Dark domains. Okay, first time we played this one, Marty. I'll admit. It flew over my head and hit the wall behind me. I'll admit that it did that. It did. Oh, yeah. It made a big mess back there. And I was like, I just don't get it. I'm not understanding it. But that's what sold me on this game. It's one of those games where I know I can do better. It's one of those games that I'm like, okay, let's put it back on the table because this game will not defeat me. And I enjoyed it more the next time I played and continues on. Such a fun, unique experience in the flip of being evil. We all love to be evil. Now, I don't know, Marty, what sold it for you, but please tell me. Yeah, so this one of those things also caught me by surprise. City of the Big Shoulders, I saw at Gen Con. And then this is a game I saw at Origins from Laboratory H. And I just love the concept. It's like, all right, yeah, you're the evil guys. The townsfolk are trying to come beat you back. And you're trying to build out your evil domain to take over the townsfolk and everything. And at its core, it's a worker placement game. You place your workers over the board. And I also love, Tony, worker placement games where you resolve from kind of top to bottom or, you know, one spot at a time because then you have to plan in advance while I want to make sure I get my worker here because I need that, whatever the result is, this action later on down the road. I don't know, thematically and stuff, I thought it was cool. Mechanically, I just thought it worked well. It looked great on the table. Really glad I got a chance to see this. And this is one of those worker placement games that will stay on my shelf for a very long time. Now, I will say, all these games, games could have gone up into past the Advil Award, especially Paladins of the West Kingdom. That one had its... Boy, did that not ramp up from Raiders of the North Sea? Mm-hmm. Once again, a tough category. The other game... Uh, Rodney, you're in the audience. Uh, pronounce that for me again. The Taverns of Tiefenthal. Thank you, Rodney. Now you can sit back down now. Yeah, Tony, the theme of Taverns I thought was amazing. You're the owner of a tavern. And you're trying to get people into your bar, but to do so, well... You got to have some beer and you got to have people to make that beer. You got to have a wait staff in order to serve the people. And as you get bigger, you want to add tables so you can make more money. It's again, it's one of those like dark domains where the theme was just really cool and it just worked all really well together. Yeah. And we didn't even get to all the modules, especially the one with schnapps. That's right. Schnapps. schnapps? That's how it's said. That's how you pronounce it. Schnapps? Well, that's not how Rodney, Rodney said Okay, Rodney, we understand. Sit back down, dude. We'll let you know when it's time to come up. Oh, my goodness. Well, we are having such a big time, but we have got to be able to pay the volunteer fire department for the use of their facility. So we are going to kick it over to our sponsors of Rolling Dice and Taking Names. And hopefully they're not listening to this glorious show or they may not be sponsors for the 2021 Squirrelies also known as the 6th Annual. So why don't we take a short commercial break and we'll be right back. All this would not be able to be done if it wasn't for our longtime sponsor, The Broken Token, the makers of the Wood Squirrely Awards that we hand out. That's right. They provide somebody's warmth when those things are thrown in the fire. TheBrokenToken.com for all your game insert needs. They've got it. If you've got a game, they've got an insert. Go check it out at TheBrokenToken.com. Where today they just said they shipped their 60,000th shipment out the door. Also, we want to thank another longtime sponsor portal games ignacy has been a friend of the show for many 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 all the years 
We thank him so much for that, and we're surprised he still puts up with us. And we think, uh, Tony, it's probably because that lots of times we make comments and stuff and that uh, our English is not much better than his and that he just doesn't really understand what we're saying most of the time. I think his has excelled past ours. With I've heard him <laughs> on his podcast with Stephen Bonacore. He does an amazing job over there at that. But be sure to go check out all their latest games over at portalgamesus.com be sure to check out that free version of detective if you're not sure you want that and he's got plenty more coming out and don't forget some of his legacy games the beautiful robinson crusoe sunny day at the beach is always needed to be had as well as empires of the north and tony if people want to go out and buy any of these games that we're talking about tonight well you can do so by heading over to miniaturemarket.com they have incredibly low prices they're very competitive online and you can throw a bunch of these games into the cart place them on hold for later because once you get an order that will exceed a hundred dollars you get free shipping and they change their shipping process or using ups games get to my door quicker now which i really appreciate so make sure to go check out all those games and all the great sales that they have over at miniaturemarket.com see we told you it wouldn't be a long time on the commercials if you want, we can go back and do them again, whatever you guys want. Or we can get on with the re rewards. The rewards? The rewards? How about the awards? Or the awards. So coming to the stage next is a long, long time friend of the show, Chaz Marla from Paradise Paradise. Now, Marty, for some odd reason, we just haven't had him on. I think the man is so busy producing so many videos, content that you can take in daily over at his channel at Paradise Paradise. I still don't know how to spell it, but I don't even know how to spell ours, Marty. Welcome to the stage, Chaz, for This Game Has Bling. Hello, I'm Chaz Marler from Paradise Paradise, and it's an honor to have been invited here by two gentlemen whose names I, I don't recall. Now, as a component proponent myself, I will be presenting the This Game Has Bling Award, which is bestowed upon the game containing bits and pieces that go above and beyond the call of Tony. Tony! Tony is one of their names. I'm, that's right, I'm, I'm sure, pretty sure he's the tall one. So, this year's This Game Has Bling nominees are... Cloudspire by Chip Theory Games, which is chock full of sturdy poker chips and snazzy neoprene mats. The Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle-Earth by Fantasy Flight Games, which is brimming with tiles, cards, miniatures, and an integrated app which will tell you where to go and what to do with your life. And Tapestry by Stonemeyer Games, which contains more plastic than an oil baron's credit card collection in the form of tons of tiny buildings and over a dozen pre-painted land Marty. Marty's the other one's name. Oh, I am almost certain of it. Now, if I may have the envelope. Thank you. The award goes to... Oh, uh oh, wait. Oh, I ripped clean through the little note card and said, hang on, let me fix this. Oh, that's not. No, that's that, that's worse. Uh, hang on, just one. Nope. <laughs> I'll just, you know what? Hand me this. Uh, oh, give me yeah, the tape here. Yeah, I'm just going to rearrange these scraps and I put this put this back together and we should be we should be good to go. Okay. Okay. And the winner of whatever award it is I am I am presenting is Cold Uprise, which is not 
no, it can't, is uh, Priced Soul. That's also not it. Uh, spruced, spruced Oil? Nope. Locust Pride Lucid Spore Code? I Slurp is also, also not it. How about Cup Soldier? No. Cud Spoiler? Cupid Loser? Cloud Spire? Cloud Spire! That's the one, Cloudspire. So congratulations, Cloudspire. And thank you, Timmy and Marlin, for having me back on to, once again, ruin your show. Now coming to the stage to accept the award from Chip Theory Games, Josh Welgus. Hey, everybody. This is Josh Welgus over at Chip Theory Games. I'm one of the designers of Cloudspire. And I just wanted to say thank you to everyone over at Rolling Dice and Taking Names for the Squirrely Award. Obviously, as a company, we take production quality of our games really seriously, and one of our missions as a company is to push the envelope in terms of presentation and components and tabletop gaming. We want everyone who buys a Chip Theory title to see that we didn't cut corners anywhere to just flat out increase our profits. Um, If we think something will make the experience better for players, we include it and bling it out to the best of our ability. So this award in particular for best production means a lot to us. Um, I'd also like to thank the Chip Theory community and our amazing Kickstarter backers for bringing Cloudspire to life. This game is ridiculously complex and expensive to print, and it's really the sort of thing that can only exist through Kickstarter and through the financial support of our community. So thank you to each and every one of you out there who helped bring this game to life. Uh, On behalf of Josh Carlson, Adam Carlson, and the rest of the team here at Chip Theory, thank you so much for the Squirrely Award. We can't wait to show you what we're working on next. And uh, if including squirrels within a game would help us win more awards, uh, let us know and consider us on board. Ha <laughs> ha. That's funny, Chaz. Did you hear that, Tony? He acted like he couldn't remember names. Ha ha. Ha ha. Yeah, I heard him, Marty. But this is not the first time Chip Theory Games has come to the stage to claim an award because Undertow was one of our favorites from last year. Love that yep. game. Love that game. And now Cloudspire. Oh my gosh, dude, the neoprene mats and all the poker chips. I'll go ahead and tell any publisher out there right now, if you want a chance to get a squirrely award for this game has bling, if you want my vote, throw in some poker chips. I think poker chips are some of the best game components ever. They're they're big, they're meaty, they're fun to play with. And that's all the chip theory used with their undertow games and too many bones and cloudspire. And Tony, not just the bling, but Cloudspire is just an amazing game to play. So much fun. It's one of those that when we played it, we just had a blast playing that thing. And I can't wait to see where chip theory games goes they continue to grow they're bringing on more talent like they brought in the head of uh fantasy flight games now to come over there and help them in their game design so i can't wait to see what chip theory is going to do in the future lord of the rings adventures in middle earth they were a close second there and tapestry had those beautiful models they had you at poker chips poker chips man i'm telling you and because when you pick up that cloud spire box like holy cow what is in this thing but they had me with the neoprene mm-hmm. you see i made a little rhyme there do you see that they had me with the neoprene just like maybe you shouldn't dance earlier maybe you shouldn't try to to make rhymes or rap either uh, i think you are correct about that I, I i'm just i'll just stick to what i'm good at it's not podcasting but that's all right i'll keep doing that too <laughs> So, Marty, who's coming to the stage now? We mentioned them earlier, our brothers from another mother, our local North Carolina buddies, Dan and Chris, coming to the stage to present Just the Two of Us. Just the Two of Us. We can make it if we try. Hey, this is Dan. 
And this is Chris. And we're the Geek All-Stars, and we're back again to help the, to do, to give out another squirrely. And this time we're back to do the Just the Two of Us Award. Chris, why in the world would they pick us? I have no idea, because it's just just the two of us. I think, you know, we're among we're some of the, the best duos of all time. I think so, like Batman and Robin. Right? Like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> and and like bananas, Marty of Tony. Bananas and mayonnaise. <laughs> bananas and mayonnaise. All right, so we've got the Just the Two of Us Award, and the nominees are Undaunted, Watergate, and Naga Raja. And what's the winner? Uh, well, it looks like Watergate. Good, because I love that game. Well, no, 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 wait a minute. I think I think we should Undaunted should win. But, you know, I think they're both good games. Yeah, they are both games. And you know what? Marty and Tony have decided that this is going to be the first year ever that they're going to have two games share the award. So Undaunted and Watergate will win this award for the for the best two-player game and just the two of us. And I think those are uh, solid games. Chris, you love Watergate. I love Watergate. It and is I, a great choice. And I love Undaunted. So good job, guys. Well, there, you picked some great games. There we go. It's appropriate for just the two of us award for those two winners. And have a happy 2020, everybody. That's right. For the first time ever on the Squirrelly Awards, we have a tie because, Tony, you and I could not decide which two-player game we liked better, Watergate or Undaunted. Well, they both have some incredible themes. We've got the Nixon tapes going on. We've got, well, Watergate, of course, and Undaunted. World War II with a great mechanic. Deck building games, deck baby. Building, deck building games. I mean, I would love to have compared them again, but my daughter took my Watergate game from me. <laughs> and then a friend borrowed yours, who you finally got it back from. I mean, it is such... Oh, I, you're right. It was a hard decision. So instead of making one, we are really good at not making them. So congrats <laughs> to the two of them. Well, they both deserve it because they're both two totally different games. Undaunted uses this deck building mechanic for this war combat system. And then Watergate presents this amazing tension between two players over the course of the game where it's one of those things, Tony, as you play, sometimes you have to make a short-term decision to lose position, to lose the advantage in hopes that in long term you can get it back. It's that back and forth tenseness that i just loved about watergate so congrats to both osprey games and capstone games you made two incredible two-player games last year all right coming to the stage now is paula marty is that your cell phone ringing i'm sorry i thought i put it on uh, i thought i put it on vibrate it's wait a minute it is paula what um Okay, uh, well, here, let me just uh, hold the uh, phone up to the microphone and see what she has to say, because she's supposed to give away the Gimme More Award for the best expansion. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Paula Deming from Things Get Dicey, and I'm very excited to be presenting the Gimme More Award for Best Expansion. Um, I was really pumped when I got asked to do this because I grew up in Charlotte, and it was so cool to have an excuse to like hop on a plane, come into town, do something really fun. Turns out um, there's not like a car waiting to pick me up or anything. Um, but you know what? No big deal. It's totally fine. I'm just going to record this real quick in this airport bathroom, and then I'm just going to hop on a plane and, and go back to the West Coast. So it's fine. We can all pretend like this this didn't happen. Um, 
So how about we get to the award, the Gimme More Award for Best Expansion. The nominees are Space Base, The Emergence of Shy Pluto, Terra Mystica, Merchants of the Sea, and War Chest Nobility. And the winner is... War Chest Nobility. Now coming to the stage to accept the award, one of the designers of War Chest, David Thompson. Hey, Marty and Tony, David Thompson here. I want to say thanks for selecting War Chest Nobility for Expansion of the Year. That's just a, a really cool honor. So on behalf of the, the team that created it, myself, uh, the co-designer, Trevor Benjamin, the artist and graphic designer, Bridget and Delicato, and the uh, lead developer, Mark Wooten, thanks. We really appreciate it. David, keep doing what you're doing. I know this was for War Chest. I expect more poker chips in War Chest. I expect better units. I expect more strategy. I expect everything from you. Keep doing and go back and make sure I get my naval combat in Undaunted. I don't care. You, you got a shoe in for squirrelies if you keep doing that, man. But Marty, how did we screw up not getting the card Apollo? I am so sorry. Uh, you know, typically, well, here, here's the thing is, you know, Paula is one of these Hollywood uh, elites, right? So when she goes to award shows, she expects a car to come and pick her up, which she should. She is of that status where she should have somebody come and pick her up. And um, I forgot to tell her that we don't have the budget to send cars out to the airport to get people and that you probably just have to Uber over. And I uh, forgot to tell her that. So, uh, Paula, I really apologize. And I hope you had a chance to head over to Concourse B and get yourself a Bojangles biscuit before you got back on the plane. Sorry, Paula. We'll, we'll make it up to you at some point in time. Now, Marty, you mentioned Uber. There is the tuber that runs for that special Canadian guest. That's the Tony Uber. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, we've had to use that before. In fact, we probably just used it for the Squirrely Awards this year to get people like Paula over to the center. Oh, look who we have coming to the stage next. Another longtime friend of the show from the secret. You got to do it, Tony. You do it better than I do. Go ahead. The Secret Cabal Gaming Podcast. Jamie to give the Better Late Than Never Awards. Marty and Tony and all the fantastic listeners of Rolling Dice and Taking Names, thank you all so much for having me back on the Squirrely Awards again this year. And this year's such an awesome category that I have the honor to present. It is the Better Late Than Never Award. And I'm telling you, the winner of this category is in some fantastic company, I gotta tell you. Did you know that Carl Benz invented the automobile in 1886? And the steering wheel was not invented until 1894. This was eight years later. People were driving cars with a stick. Uh, well, I guess better late than never, right? And I could do you one better. Did you know that the modern day screw, a screw, was invented in the 1500s? But the screwdriver wasn't invented until the 1800s. How the hell did they get those screws into those holes without a screwdriver? Ah, better late than never. Well, I can tell you from personal experience that the honoree accepting this award this year definitely deserves it. The American distributing publisher Stronghold Games announced on their website that this Polish-made board game was going to be released on November 23rd of 2016. And here it is, 2020, and we still don't have the game in our grubby paws. They say it's coming, but it ain't here yet. 
Well, better late than never, I suppose. So it is my pleasure to bestow the honor of the 2020 Better Late Than Never Award to... Stronghold Undead! Designed by Ignacy Zhevichek and published by Portal Games. Now coming to the stage to accept the award from Portal Games, Ignacy Zhevichek. Hello, hello. Ignacy Zhevichek, Portal Games... uh... Welcome everybody, I'm so happy to be here once again to be awarded and have this honor to be awarded. Thank you so much. It takes a lot of work and a lot of strength and consequence to get an award three times in a row, so I'm very happy on behalf of my whole team, especially the production team, who was delaying this product for many, many years. So congratulations to everybody at Portal Games, not only... I was the person who was delaying the the product, and one could think that this is the last time I'm here accepting accepting the the award. I hope I hope I'll be here again. And yes, I know the game is already in production. I know the game is uh, scheduled for upcoming months to be released. But uh, I have a surprise for everybody here for this amazing ceremony. So today. During this ceremony, I'd like to officially announce that we began working on a new game, a new edition of Witchcraft. This is my old game that we hope to release soon. And, uh, you know, things happen, delays happen, so who knows, maybe I will be lucky and maybe we'll see you next year here at the ceremony. Fingers crossed. Anyway, thank you once again. I wish you amazing time, amazing ceremony. Thank you for invitation and uh, I wish you great time here once again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. See, Stephen, I told you we'd get yours. And there it is again, Tony. Stronghold Undead gets the Better Late Than Ever Award. And Tony, I hope that this is the last time that this game We'll be getting this award. Pretty soon, he's going to have to put up a whole new shelf for all of his squirrelies for not giving us a game. That's kind of an achievement in itself. I'm sure those squirrely awards show up in the barn where the horses are, where Mary goes riding, because, you know, she needs to keep it warm out there in the winter. But Stronghold Undead, maybe in 2021, Marty, it will actually win a justifiable award. And since Ignacy just announced he's re-releasing Witchcraft, there's a very good chance that that may be the game that wins this award next year. All right, I see the screens are dropping here across the back of the bay of the fire department. So I guess we are ready to stream in BJ from Board Game Gumbo as he presents If I Can't Play Strike Force. Hey, Board Gamers, BJ from Board Game Gumbo here back and super excited to present the next award. As a few of you know, through hours of practice and tons of skill, I came out first in this year's Rolling Dice and Taking Names Strike Tournament at Gen Con. What I didn't expect, that the guys were going to be kind enough to give me the official RDTN credit card for an all-expense trip to Europe to celebrate the victory. Where else would I choose to go to celebrate a win at Gladiators and Arena? You guessed it. I'm broadcasting right now from the top of the Colosseum in beautiful Rome, Italy. I rented out the Colosseum for one day and hired a bunch of local entertainers to help me with the awards. Let's move down a little closer 
for a better look. Ah, the first one coming down the line is easy to spot. I see what must be, man, over a hundred people dressed up like a parade, and they're all in in handmade runes costumes. So clearly, they're celebrating the first nominee, Call to Adventure from Brotherwise Games, one of our favorite games last year, by the way. Players take on the roles of adventurers, telling their life story through beautifully illustrated cards. How much? Did those handmade costumes cost, Marty? And now, right behind him, it's a little tough to make out, but it looks like a whole host of superheroes coming in. Wow. A few of them are even using jetpacks to fly into the stadium. That's pretty impressive, Tony, and pretty expensive to boot. I hope the limit on the credit card holds out because that is a great way to celebrate Kapow from Two-Ton Porcupine and White Wizard Games. Hey, Doug. Congrats on that nomination. Here comes the last part of the parade. This last float kind of reminds me of a Mardi Gras float. They got people on it and it's decorated and they're throwing stuff to the crowd. Let me see if I can get closer and grab one of the things. I got it. Holy cow. They're throwing actual rubies. Wow, Marty and Tony, you guys would really be impressed. That ruby's going to buy me a lot of Keyforge decks when I get back to Louisiana. Hey, the rubies, we know what they're in honor of. They're celebrating the last nominee... Istanbul, the dice game. All right, it's time to pick the winner. And this year's winner of the If I Can't Play Strike the Gladiator game is... Istanbul, the dice game, published by AEG and designed by Rudy Gabor. Congrats. Hey, what do you know? My Italian contact down there hooked up the Colosseum for me. He's waving at us to come down. He's getting the crowd to look there. They're actually flooding the bottom of the Colosseum like they used to do in the old days. What are they going to do? They want us to participate in there. They're putting something in the water for us to, to wrestle or duel. Oh, man, they're putting gators in the water. Hey, guys, I got to go. I think it's time to make me some alligator sauce piquant. I'll see you at the next strike, Tony, Marty, and Tony. Until then, les les bon temps. All right, Marty. I, first off, I didn't know we had a credit card. <laughs> Once again, interesting dice games here. Now, you gave me a hard time about Call to Adventure. It's not really a dice game. I, I did. I see where you're going. It's not the regular, you know, typical D6 dice or whatever. It, it's actually these runes that you roll. But you know what? It's still a randomizer piece of plastic that you're chunking on the table and getting some sort of result. So it was worth being included in this because it's a great game. Yes, it is. Now, you've got to mention Kapow. To mm -hmm. be picked up by a publisher, congrats for that. I mean, you're making your own dice. What better way to do that than making your own dice? But the winner, Istanbul, the dice game. When we got to play Istanbul on the Switch, and then we got to play the dice game, completely understand why it takes home the Squirrely this year for the best game to play if you can't play Strike. And, by the way, for those of you who don't know, Strike is being re-released, so you will always be able to play Strike. Be sure to add it to your collection. Yeah, Ravensburger has announced that there'll be a Harry Potter version coming out later this year. Uh, we're talking to them, hopefully get some more information, but uh, stay tuned because if you didn't get a, a copy of Dice in a Bolt, no, I can't say it. That has to be Gladiators in Arena. That's right. Gladiators in an Arena before, then you'll be able to get your own copy soon. And now, coming up to the stage to present the Necro Game Award, which goes to the best game reprint, Ella from Ella Loves Board Games. Greetings. This is Ella from Ella Loves Board Games. 
and today I shall be presenting the Necro Award, where we celebrate games back from the dead. The nominees for favorite reprint or release of a game are Pret-a-Porter, Catan Starfarers, Pax Premier 2nd Edition, and the winner of the Necro Award is Catan Starfarers. Congratulations! Tony, Catan Starfares is one of those games that when it came out, I never had a chance to play. So I was excited when the new version came out and we got a chance to play it last year. And it is a solid game. I was kind of expecting Catan in space. And while it does bar some elements of the original Settlers of Catan, it's really its own unique game itself. And I, I just really enjoyed my time with it. Oh, but what put it over the top, Marty, was those cards, the decisions that you had to make, and just walking away from the experience we had when you made those decisions on those cards, being able to steal the victory from someone. That, to me, was great. The rocket, shaking the rocket and producing the little beads at the bottom of the rocket. Yeah, that's a cute little gimmick. Enjoyed that, too. But it was those decision tree cards that made me pick this as the Necro game of 2019 for me. All right, Marty. Well, coming to the stage now are two friends of the show. First time presenters. Woo! Emily and John Detmer are coming to the stage to present the All Y'all Award. Hi, we're John and Emily Detmer from the Encourageable Party Podcast. We're here tonight to announce the winner of the 2019 All Y'all Award. But first... We'd like to thank Marty and Tony for inviting us to present such a prestigious award. We can only assume it's because someone else canceled at the last minute. We're surprised they took the risk, but of all the incorrigibles, we're probably the safest bet. Yeah, there's no way Bill could gather his thoughts quick enough to present anything. And they'd probably have to bleep most of what Leland would say. Yeah, and Elena would never be able to say anything in under two minutes. Enough about them. We're the ones here, and we're here to talk about the All Y'all Award, which is given to the bestest game of 2019 that y'all voted for. And the nominees are Cartographers from Thunderworks Games, Marvel Champions from Fantasy Flight Games, Tapestry from Stonemire Games, and Wingspan from Stonemire Games. And the winner is. Let me adjust my glasses. Just hand it to me, I can read it. No, I got it. I t- it says Wingspan. That's a W? Congratulations to Wingspan by Stonemire Games and designer Elizabeth Hargrave. Congratulations, y'all. I'm not saying that this isn't a great game, Marty. I'm not saying it doesn't deserve an award. However, the only way this game got the award was because it was the all y'all because I never got to play this game. (laughs) I heard about it. I couldn't get a copy. And by the way, every time someone was playing it, the game was full and now it seems to have disappeared. Now the expansion's out. Then the game's back on the table. I hope to someday play Wingspan, but I know you did get to play. Uh, Yes, I did. It is a solid little engine builder game from Stonemaier Games. Came out, gosh, I guess it was about a year ago and it has been hot ever since then. Usually when a reprint came out, it sold out. And it's really no surprise uh, that our audience picked this game because it's probably going to win a lot of awards uh, this year. Wingspan is just one of those solid games to have on a shelf to kind of teach people a simple sort of engine building game with a very accessible theme. So congrats to Stonemaier. It's an evergreen title, Tony. 
going to be around for a long time. Is it because if as soon as we get money back in the coffers, I'd like to take a little RDTM money and maybe purchase one up for the joint library? Can I do that? Oh, of course. Yes, please do. Okay. Well, y'all heard him here. So if you hear him raging about it in 2020 where I spent $50 on this game, you'll know that I got proof. It's on tape. It's there. It's live. That's right. We actually still use tape around here. Hey, don't make me get rid of my eight track. There's nothing wrong with that. You can't hack that. That's true. That's true. Speaking of hacks, you and I have decided to bring in a new award, and that is Publisher of the Year. Now, Marty, this was your brainchild. Talk to me. Tell me about this. So every year, it seems like there's one publisher that seems to stand out uh, to us. We play a lot of their games and enjoy a lot of their games. And I thought, why don't we just recognize each year one publisher that has meant a lot to us with the the achievements they've had of some hot games that came out this year. And last year, there was one that just really stuck out to me from the beginning of the year. We got to try out one of their early train games called Irish Gage that came out was really popular. They had a big game that came out of Origins Pipeline that was extremely popular. They had Watergate that came out that we talked about earlier, very popular two-player game. They had several games that came out of Essen that was taking everybody by storm. So it's really no surprise that for our first ever Publisher of the Year Award, we're going to give it to Clay over at Capstone Games. Now coming to the stage to accept the award from Capstone Games, Clay Ross. Wow, thank you so much, Marty and Tony, for awarding Capstone Games with the Best Publisher Award. This means a lot to me. So 2019 was an incredible year for us. We had an amazing lineup of game releases from Pipeline to Watergate, Ragusa, Bus, Maracaibo, Irish Gage. This list just goes on and on. Basically, there's a high-quality game available for pretty much any type of gamer. So I can't wait to see you guys at the next convention to show you the excitement coming this year. Again, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much, Clay Ross, for being here tonight and accept this award. It's You've done an amazing job uh, this year with all the great games you, you came out with. And, and you've already started 2020 Hot, Tony. He's got he's already mentioned the second series of his of his rail games, that, the second coming up after Irish Gage that we enjoyed. And we can't wait to see what he comes out with at Origins and Gen Con. You mentioned train games? Oh, you know, yes. you know, you got me at a train game. Now, his cap that we got at Gen Con was gorgeous with the letter emblem. He would make me even happier if he would do an engineer's cap for a train game. I think ooh, ooh, he'd, he'd win an award just for best hats. That might be a new award next year. You never know. Well, Tony, it looks like we only have two awards left. That's right, Marty. We've got Tantrum House coming to the stage to present Tony's Game of the Year. Now, it's almost as prestigious as the next one coming up because that's yours and yours is number one, mine's number two. I know how things flow down here. Let me do mine first. How about that? That way you get the final award of the night. Because look, Rodney is down there itching to get up on this stage. He keeps standing up. He's he's tired of not having the the center of attention on him, Tony. So let's just let's turn over to him for a little bit. Oh, you you wanna you wanna appease Rodney? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, it sounds like it. He keeps like raving his hand up there, like, is it my turn yet? Is it my turn yet? Fine. For you, Rodney, we're gonna change the show and we're gonna do my game of the year right now. Come on up, Rodney, from Watch It Play to present my game of the year. I am a god. I am a god. 
Well, thank you. It's it's a real honor to be here again this year, especially as I'm going to be announcing the winner of Marty's Choice for Game of the Year. And we have three prestigious nominations. Raccoon Tycoon, Empires of the North, and Ragusa. <laughs> well, I know which one of these it can't be, but let's see who the winner is. What? Ragusa? It can't be Ragusa. I've played Ragusa with Marty. He taught me the game, or, or rather he taught me some alternate universe version of the game. There were so many rules mix-ups, I didn't even know what was going on half the time. He told me that I could score points for having the longest wall. Guess what? You can't. And that's just one example. Look, I'm sorry, I cannot in good conscience give out this award. I'm going to have to hang on to it. If this was being awarded for something called uh, Marty Goosa, that would be fine. I have played Marty Goosa. He knows how to teach whatever that is. But I'm sorry, Capstone, I'm not convinced he's ever actually played Ragusa. So I'm going to hang on to this until we can play again, and I can confirm that he knows how to play. Okay, well, now I can see security's coming. Look, I'm not stealing the award. I'm just hanging on to it for safekeeping. Okay, everybody, i got to run. Marty, there's no longest wall rule. Now coming back to the stage from Capstone Games, Clay Ross. Ragusa taking game of the year. I love it. This game is special because it can be played with new gamers. It can be played with experienced gamers. You could teach this to anybody. My favorite part is figuring out the best spot to place your house so you can take advantage of future reactivations of that action. There's a lot to explore in this game and it plays in under an hour. I'm so happy Ragusa is the game of the year. Thank you. Tony, Ragusa. <laughs> Yet another one of those capstone games. I purposely didn't mention it when I was listing off the other capstone games because I was kind of wanting to save it. I didn't want to tease it. This is one of those games that normally would have probably not been my game of the year. If I would have played when I played it the first time, I thought oh, that was a really solid game. And it kept coming back to me, Tony, because I don't know how many times I've played that game and taught it to people. It kind of became my go-to game when we had like 45 minutes to play a game. And it's one of those I can set up and, okay, yes, Rodney, I know I, I taught it wrong to you. And I taught it wrong to some people at Tantrum Con. And I taught it wrong to some other friends. But other than those times, I can teach this game in about five minutes plays in 45 and you put it away in five minutes. Tony, it's just one of those games that I think is just going to be around for me a while. And it's like, well, if there's a game that I keep playing over and over again and enjoy, and it's easy to set up and teach and play and everything, well, it deserves my game of the year. Magusa. That was pretty funny. I like that, Rodney. That was funny. Yes, it is deserving of your game of the year. Now for my game of the year, come on up, Tantrum. Rodney's done. Come on up. Come on up here and present Tony's game of the year. Thank you so much to Marty and Tony for inviting the Tantrum House crew back for the Squirrely Awards for 2020. We are here to announce the nominees and the winner for Tony's Game of the Year. Melissa is going to share with us the nominees. We have Raccoon Tycoon, Lord of the Rings, Journeys in Middle-Earth, and Funkoverse. Oh, those are three really good games. I'm, I have played all of these games. Sarah, tell us a quick little bit about Raccoon Tycoon. So Raccoon Tycoon is from designer Glenn Drover from Forbidden Games, and it is a 
market uh, commodities game where you are trying to get the best prices uh, for the commodities in the game. Now, I know that Kevin and I, when we did our top 10s for 2019, one of these games featured highly, maybe number one and number two on our list, and that is Journeys in Middle Earth. So I have much affection for that game. That is a great game. And then there's there's Funkoverse from Funko Games, and we really enjoy playing that. It's very innovative in what they tried to do and i know melissa loves those funko pops i do they're so cute especially the harry potter ones but if this is tony's game of the year then the question is which game is going to be best when you are mowing your lawn oh i know the answer to that it's definitely funko verse oh why is that oh you could mount those little funko pops right on your riding lawnmower and have them help you mow the lawn oh and the batarang oh that would definitely help and the winner is sarah raccoon tycoon from forbidden games congratulations thanks tony and marty now coming to the stage to accept the award from forbidden games glenn drover Hey guys, thank you for this honor. It's great to see board games being acknowledged. Uh, A finished game is really a a confluence of several art forms. And in the case of Raccoon Tycoon, um, we had illustration, graphic design, art direction, the design itself, um, all different team members contributing. With illustration, it was Annie Stegg's unbelievable oil paintings. Uh, brought the game to life with the with incredible anthropomorphic animals in Victorian dress. Really gave the game uh, a sense of character and, and artistic beauty. Graphic design was Jacoby O'Connor taking all those assets and really bringing them together in the packaging and the marketing and the and the contents of the game. Art direction, uh, I it was my crazy idea to make these characters in the game capitalist anthropomorphic animals in Victorian dress. Not sure if that was uh, sensible or not, but it did give the game a cuddly, fuzzy feel that I think makes the game a little bit more uh, appealing to non-gamers as well as gamers. Hopefully people feel like it's more approachable. And then finally, the design itself, which uh, was my design, but helped by uh, a team of playtesters who really challenge things in a design that are not balanced or not working well. Um, Jack Provenzale is our breaker. He'll find the holes and the the flaws in a design or the things that aren't balanced. And Dan Vujovic, who helped me fix the last broken bit of gameplay um, so that we were, so the finished product was was smooth and elegant. So thanks to the entire team and, and thanks to Tony and Marty for this honor. Cheers. Thank you, Tantrum House. And guys, be sure if you're in South Carolina at the first of the year, be sure to check out Tantrum Con. They put on an amazing show, don't they, Marty? Oh, yes. A a great convention. They have a great YouTube channel doing a lot of previews of Kickstarters and reviews of games. They they do an amazing job. And Tony, your winner was also on my list, Raccoon Tycoon. That came out earlier this year. And yet, that was very much in contention for my, my top game of the year, too. Another one of those games that I just love to put on the table and play. It's just so well done. Oh, yeah. I mean, so what's my checklist? Can I do a flow chart? Yes. Number two, does it have a train type theme to it? You, okay, we're stretching it a little bit, but that's okay. It's got cute little animals in it. 
We got a fluffy bunny. We got raccoons. <laughs> we got bears. So all that good stuff brings it to my forefront. Raccoon tycoon. I'm so excited to get to play the expansion. Hopefully that will come here this year in 2020. I don't know the way the world is right now. They're a little behind in all that, but I'm really looking forward to it. So it's going to be a tough challenge for us to pick. Give me more award, especially when the Raccoon Tycoon expansion comes out. But Marty, I mean, let's take a look at both of our lists for game of the year. We've got some that we've seen on other lists. Lord of the Rings, Funkoverse, Watergate, I mean, those were all there. You've got Empires of the North. Amazing game. That's one of those that is expansions keep coming out. It's another one of those games I keep playing over and over too. Woo. I mean, if we had it in our budget, I think you and I would be making a lot of little acorn trophies for people. 2019 was just a great year for games, especially more of the the mid-level like Euro type games. We played a lot of those and two-player games, Tony's. We really dove into a lot of really, really good two-player games in 2019. You know, every year we say, oh, can they top it the next year? And it's uh, somehow somebody does along the way. And it was it was just a great year. Yes, it was. Now, I uh, will admit, like, like I unfortunately didn't get to play Wingspan. It's great that they won an award. There are probably tons of games out there that we could talk and bring in an award to because of some mechanics, some artwork any of those elements. And unfortunately we just can't get them all to the table as much as we'd want to. And no way are we saying that those games aren't good. No. But what we are saying is these games get squirrelies. The prestigious squirrely award. That may stay on the shelf until it needs to be dusted. And then people are going to say, why do we have it here? Why are we taking up space with this thing? Could you chunk it, please? There you go. So we'd like to thank all of our presenters tonight for coming on stage, for making an effort to be here, for spending our money. Thank you all. Once again, you've made the fifth annual Squirrelies an event worth listening to. Yeah, because it sure wasn't us that made it worth listening to. Well, that's about it. That's all we got. That's all the budget will allow. So we're going to have to call it a night from the Mineral Springs Volunteer Fire Department. And just remember to keep rolling dice and taking names. Thank you so much for tuning in to our fifth annual Squirrelly Rewards. And once again, thank you for all those that came on and did the presenting and came up and did the acceptance of the awards. We couldn't have done this show without you. And we definitely could not have done the show without you, who is now currently listening to this show. And we'll be back with our regular episodes next time where we'll talk about a lot of things, maybe some of maybe board games. Uh, do we have a stinger? Uh, this whole show was a stinger. <laughs> <laughs>